Welcome to the Progressive Property Podcast, helping you invest in property for freedom, choice, and profit. You'll learn new, innovative, and multiple streams of property income, whether you want to start, scale, or systemize, and even if you don't have deposits. Hi, everyone. Kevin McDonald here. So I thought I'd come on and, and share some stuff. And a lot of the people... When they're looking at rent-to-rent deals, one of the things they're often saying to me is, do I target an individual landlord or do I target a landlord who's got a number of properties, who's got a lot of property and maybe a portfolio landlord? And those of you who remember during the week, I interviewed Conrad Guida. Conrad started the W Income Challenge a couple of weeks ago and he's already doubled his income. So he has to do a double it again challenge. And the reason he's doubled it is because he got four deals from one investor, four deals from one landlord on a, as a result of some letters. Now, he did this because he chose to send the letters to everybody. Don't skip people. Don't think, oh, there's no point in somebody. Um, that, that person is never going to give me a deal. And it actually came up on my mastermind today where somebody said to me, there's a landlord with 60 plus properties in the area. Is there any point in sending them a letter? And my response was, yes send them a letter because maybe they're happy to hand the property over to you. Maybe they don't want the management of it. Maybe they're looking at some bigger deals. Maybe they've got a commercial conversion. Maybe it was granddad or dad that bought all these HMOs years ago and they don't want to have them the hassle of them or they don't want to be looking after them. They just want the income. Maybe they're moving abroad and they don't want the hassle of looking after them. Maybe they already live abroad and they've just got loads of property and they want somebody to take care of them. Don't presume you know why somebody else is would not be interested in doing a deal with you. The, the way to find out is send the letters. Portfolio landlord or not, send the letters out. So large landlords, yes, they are open to doing deals with you. Not all of them, but certainly some of them. It's not your job to presume what they want. It's your job to market to them. One other person I'd like to talk about is I, I obviously teach no money down investing at Progressive and I've had a number of people that have come through the training where we cover lease options, assisted sales, exchange delayed completions, rent to rent, JV finance, vendor finance, all that type of stuff. Um, I've got a lot of properties. I've got a lot of rent to rents. We've got a lot of property that we own. I've got a lot of stuff we do JVs with. We've got our own lettings business. What I have done in the last few weeks and this is stupid. Why would, why would anybody, right? Mindset. Why would anybody give their property on a rent to rent? Here's the thing. I do rent to rent. Do you know what I've done in the last few weeks? I have given three, three of my properties to one of my students on a guaranteed rent. You what? Why would you do that? Very simple. So, um, Ashley Lindsay, one of my students has took on three of my deals. Here's why. Because the numbers work for me. So Ashley has got a contract with a company. I hope he doesn't mind me saying this, but he's got a contract with a, with a company. And that company, they're putting employees into my area. And, the, and Ashley's got an agreement with them to find accommodation. He's getting paid whatever he's getting paid. He's come to me. We've agreed. He's come to my office. He didn't know initially that they were mine. He came to our office and... Um, I'm not sure if he knows he's got three in my houses, but he has. But he came to my office looking for the deals. And when he went looking for the deals, we were renting them as HMOs. And we got our normal HMO income for those properties. 
He's getting more clearly. I don't even know what he's getting. I don't care what he's getting. But he's probably getting somewhere more higher rent than HMO rent. So he's going to get more of a nightly rent, whatever it may be. So he's getting more income from the company than I'm giving him. So if I'm giving, if he's given, that he's given me, sorry, if he's given me 85 quid a week, maybe, um, he's getting a hundred, he's giving me 85 quid a week per room. Maybe the company that he's got the, getting the houses for is giving him a hundred quid a week per room. Brilliant. He's making 15 quid a week on each one of my rooms. Three houses. We've given him a six bed. We've given him a five bed. We've given him a second five bed. 16 rooms. If he's making 15 quid a week per each room, he's making a couple of hundred quid a week from my houses. But I'm happy. I'm happy with what I'm getting. He's taken on the property. I'm happy. I'm, I've got my costs covered. I've got the property taken care of. He's got to give it back to me in as good or better condition or same condition that he got it in. It's a win-win. I'm not interested in what he's making. I'm interested in the fact that I've got 16 rooms rented out and I'm making money on what I'm paying for the house. So it's everybody wins. So this is the thing. This, my student has took three deals off me. There's people out there thinking, why would a landlord give you a house on a guaranteed rent? But the no money down guy has given three of his out on a guaranteed rent because it works for me. There's landlords there that are happy with their numbers. There's landlords out there that want their rental income covered, want number of whatever their, their number is. They'll have a number in their head that they're happy with. If you can get more than that number for that house, they'll do a deal with you. I, one of my students, he's took three of my houses on guaranteed rent because the numbers work for me. I don't mind how much money he's making. He's making more money. Brilliant. So when you're targeting landlords, target large landlords, target smaller landlords, target every landlord. Conrad, I want to do one more shout out to Conrad. So Conrad not only got one large landlord with four houses, hashtag whatever the hell you like. Yes. So Conrad got one landlord with four houses, right? Here's what he did next. He went to furnish the houses. And some of you might not have seen this, but he went to get some furniture and get the house ready. So what he did was he went on Facebook Marketplace looking for stuff. And he found a, and you can correct me, Conrad, if you're on, if I get this story slightly right or wrong, but I think I've got it right because I've been, I listened to you. And he went on Facebook Market. Tell us about the model for profit journey. I'll come back to that. He, he went on the, um, the Facebook marketplace and he got a, a, um, canvas, a photograph, a canvas, a picture. Well, let's call it a canvas because that's what it was. And they bought it for 10 quid. Now, what he did was he went to the property. The, the guy invited him, said, can you come around and collect it from my property? So Conrad went to the, actually, it's five from today. Five houses from today. So Conrad's got five from the same landlord. Now he's picked up another one. Same landlord. He's got a whole portfolio, by the way, guys. He's going to get more than five, but it's five for now. Anyway, Conrad went to collect this, this, um, canvas from the property. He headed off to the property. He knocked on the door. The guy at the property gave him the canvas. It was like a painting, not this. This is just something I picked up, but he got the painting. Conrad didn't go, here's your 10 quid. Thanks for the canvas. Conrad went, Oh, that looks really nice. It'll be perfect for one of my rentals. Okay. The guy said, Oh, you rent properties out. Do you? How does that work? Do you want to meet, do you want to come around for a drink? He was there. I mean, go around into the garden. He brought him into the garden for a drink and a chat. 
Conrad's talking to him about property. The guy's talking to Conrad about property. And then he said something that he hadn't told Conrad already. He said, I'll have to be honest with you. I actually knew you were a landlord. And that's why I invited you around. I don't normally let people come to my house to collect things I sell. The reason I invited you around was because I knew you were a landlord, an investor. Conrad said, how did you know? Well, he bought on Facebook Marketplace. The guy clicked on Conrad's profile and seen from all of his posts that he was in property. So here's the message to everybody watching. What does your Facebook show when you click on it? Does it show that you're a property investor? Does it show loads of stuff about property? Or does it show what you ate for your breakfast? Does it show what you had for tea? What, where you went at the weekend? Does it show you lying drunk across a bar somewhere? Does it show the right thing? Does it show, give it the, the right impression of you? So what does your profile show? You see, this guy, seen Conrad's profile, knew he was a property investor, and invited him round to collect the canvas, and then asked him to have a drink. If you love to travel like me, and you understand the power in escaping the money for time exchange trap, but you just don't know how to do it, then building an Airbnb consultancy business could be exactly what you have been looking for. Right now in the UK, there is a completely untapped opportunity through helping struggling Airbnb hosts by turning around their underperforming properties and generating you huge commission payments in the process. We are going to teach you all of the tools and all of the techniques that we've learned over the last five years through building our very own multiple six-figure Airbnb business, arming you with everything that you need to swoop in and save the day. Minimal startup costs, zero risk, and almost unlimited potential. Sound good? Welcome to the Airbnb Consultant. Contact us through any of the channels included in the studio notes to get the conversation started. And then he said to him, listen, I'm actually a business owner. I've got money. I'm interested in property. However, I don't really want to do it alone. And um, would you be interested in doing some stuff with me? So from the back of, an, of sending some letters out, where, by the way, Conrad sent 50 letters and got no response. So then he sent another 50 letters, got no response. Then he sent a third 50. Why? Because he trusted the process. Most people would have quit. He sent a third 50. He got two responses. The guy that responded to him with the portfolio that Conrad's now got five deals off since today. It was four last week, five now, he's just said. The guy, Conrad said to him, why did you respond to my letter? Actually, the guy said to him first, I get loads of these letters. I've had probably 40, 50 of these letters. And he responded to three of them. And Conrad said, why did you respond to three? Why, why was I one of the three? And he goes, because your letter was detailed. Your letter looked professional. Guess where Conrad got the letter? He got it from me. He got it from the train. He tweaked it a bit, he said, but he got it from the rent to rent training. And we, we've got the template that you tweak. He got it from the training, the right letter. Get the right documents, the right letters, the right marketing pack. You'll more likely get deals. So that was the starting point for these four deals. Sending the letter, then meeting the landlord, securing the deal. What Conrad didn't do was he didn't bullshit the landlord and say, I've got this big portfolio, I've got all this stuff. No, what he said was he's new, he's starting out, he's got a few deals done, but he's got a big vision, a big goal, a big plan. The guy liked him because people see through bullshit. People want to invest into people who are going to work hard, put the effort in, 
and, and look after your house. Know, like, and trust. It's about being honest, being yourself, being true to yourself and being honest with the person. Then he went off to put the stuff in the houses and he got this canvas for 10 quid and he, he's got another potential JV opportunity with the guy who sold him a 10 quid canvas off Facebook. Many people could say Conrad got lucky. He didn't get lucky. Look his labor under the correct knowledge. He created his own look by telling everybody what he does and by taking action. So the message of tonight is your mindset. Get out of the way, guys. Get out of the way of all of these negative things of why would a big investor give me a house? Why would a big investor give anybody a house? A large investor has given Conrad five deals now. Some guy who was selling a painting on social media, right? It was 15 quid the canvas. Well, okay, 15 quid canvas. So you thought that was 10. Some guy that Conrad paid 15 quid for a canvas from, my, oh, your offer was 10, right? Has potentially offered to JV with Conrad, do some deals with Conrad, work together on some projects. It all links together. Tell everybody what you do. Okay, so it is so, so important, guys, when you're out and about, when you're doing stuff, that you're letting people know what you do. Build your business, build your brand, build your profile, and deals will come to you. I've done loads of rent-to-rent -rent deals. I teach people rent-to-rent. -rent. I've got my own letting agency, and I have still given one of my students three deals on guaranteed rent right now in the lockdown. Three deals. Right? Why? Because I'm happy with the money I'm making. I'm very clear he's making more money. By the way, and this is about trust as well, and this is about honesty, and this is about um, doing the right thing. The contact that Ashley has, Ashley, my, one of my nominee down students that's come to me and took three deals off us, the contact he has through that company also contacted us directly. From one of our ads, she contacted us directly. Now, we knew it was the same person because she had the same name, right? So I went to, she was looking for properties, well, the same type of property. So we went to Ashley and we said, Ashley, is your contact this lady? And he said, yes, it is. And we said, well, listen, she's come directly to us, but because you have come to us, we will go with you, okay? And I did that for two reasons. Number one is I want Ashley to get deals done because he's one of my students. But number two is he told us about the opportunity before she came to us. So I was not going to go behind his back and cut him out. Never cut people out of the deal. Leave enough money on the table for everybody. You don't need to chase all the money and take all the money from one deal and cut somebody out that helped you, that came to you in the first place with the opportunity. Don't be greedy, be fair, be honest, be trustworthy and share the money around, okay? I could easily have cut Ashley out of that deal and made an extra, what, 15 quid. If he's making 100 quid per room per week on the houses I'm getting 85 on, I could have easily gone and made the 100. However, that would not have been the right thing to do. Wouldn't be the right thing to do. Wouldn't be. Somebody wants to be in my video. You can watch it. I'm not sure how you be in it. I'm not that good. I've just had a message flash up. No idea how you can be in my video, but you can comment in the video. I'm not that techie. Um, I'm Irish. We're not techie. So apologies to any of the Irish listening that are techie, um, but I'm not. So the point is, guys, leave enough money on the table for everybody. If you're happy with your number, don't cut people out of a deal. Don't go behind their back and... Don't presume that some people would not give you a deal just because they're a big landlord, just because you're starting out, whatever it may be. People do deals with people. They do not do deals on houses. Yes, the house is a deal in the end, but people do deals with people. 
it's a people business. It drag off transport says, hi, Kevin. Hi, Dragos. I know you wanted to join the conversation. No idea how that works, but join it here. Ask me a question. Let me go through the questions and see how, what we've got. Uh, Paul Andrews saying, hi, Kevin. In early negotiations, a letting agent wants the contract direct with them. How should I get around this, please? Why don't you just sign the contract direct with them? I'm not sure, and Paul, why you wouldn't. So the letting agent is re representing the landlord. And you've gone to the letting agent. So why would you not sign a contract directly with them? I'm not sure why you wouldn't. We would. We always do. And um, the letting agent has got an agreement with the landlord to find them somebody to rent that house. If you're going to rent the house, your contract should be with the letting agent. Do not go direct to vendor. What I just said was do not cut the vendor out of the deal. Do not cut anyone out of the deal. Do not cut the, la the letting agent out of the deal. If you cut the letting agent out of the deal, what are they going to get out of the deal? You need to make sure they're paid and paid well. Never cut somebody else out of the deal. Okay, you could sometimes cut them out of the negotiation, but never cut them out of the deal. So if the letting agent brought you the opportunity and they want the contract directly with them, sign the contract directly with them. So long as you get the keys of that house, does it really matter if the contract's with the landlord or with the agent? If the numbers work for you and you get the keys of the house, sign the contract with the letting agent. Don't cut them out of the deal. I'm not sure why you'd want to cut them out of the deal. Tell us about, Nippon is saying, tell us about the model for profit sharing. Okay, so at the moment in this marketplace, it's probably okay to do guaranteed rent again, but at the start of lockdown, many people panicked and when I'm I don't know what to do, head in the sand, the world's ending. What we did and what my mastermind students did was we quickly pivoted. So anyone who'd done the no money down training, we quickly pivoted from guaranteed rent to profit share. And what is that? It's where you get 50% of the upside, but none of the downside. So you do a deal with the landlord where you say you get X amount. So let's say it's a five bed HMO that rents out for 500 quid a room. That's two and a half grand a month. 500 a room for five rooms, two and a half grand. The landlord's got a mortgage, there's bills to pay. So you might say to the landlord, okay, you're, the, the first 750 of rent will cover your mortgage. The next 500 covers the bills. So that's 1250. However, we'll give you the first 1500 on this deal. So you get the first 1500. The first five, 750 covers your mortgage. The next 500 pays for all the bills. And the next 250, that's your profit before I make a penny. So the first 1500 out of the 2500 you get. Everything over 1500 we split 50/50. So if four three rooms are filled, right? If one room is filled, you get 500 quid, you keep it all, but you've got to pay your own mortgage and bills. If two rooms are filled, that's a thousand, you get the whole thousand, but you've got to pay your own mortgage and bills. If three rooms are filled, you get all 1500. You cover the mortgage and the bills, you make 250 quid profit. I don't make a penny. Here's the thing. You might be thinking, well, why the hell do you want to do that if you're not going to make any money? Well, if you do guaranteed rent and you've got all the rooms empty or you've only got three rooms filled, you're not going to make any money anyway. So with profit share, you might not be making any money, but here's the thing. You're not losing any money. If you've only got two rooms filled, the landlord's losing, not you. This is how you sell it to the landlord. Mr. Landlord, I only get paid when four rooms are filled. When four rooms are filled, there's two grand income. You get the first 1500. We split the other 1500, 250 each. So you get 1750. I get 250. Now you're, you're saying to the landlord, Mr. Landlord, I don't want to manage your house to fill three rooms. I'm not going to get paid. I'm not looking after it for free. I'm going to work my ass off to get four rooms minimum filled. 
But four rooms filled, I'm only going to get 250 quid. I want to make 500 quid on your house. The only way I can make 500 quid is to have the house full. But here's the thing. For me to make 500 quid and have the house full, that means that you're going to make two grand. And your costs are 1250, the 750 mortgage and the 500 bills. So your costs are 1250. I'm going to work my ass off for my 500 quid. And if I make 500 quid, you make 750 and all your bills cost covered. So you're taking 50% of the upside, none of the downside. Hope that answers your question, Nippon. Um, really important right now in a lockdown, if anyone's worried or panicking about how to fill their rooms, or if you're starting out in rent to rent and you want to make sure it works and you, you're worried about taking on the risk of monthly rental income to a landlord and not having any money if you don't fill the rooms, which you shouldn't be thinking about, by the way, because I used to think this. I was thinking to think, well, what if... Um, what if I can't fill the rooms? And then I went and asked my mum for advice. And my mum said, what if you can't fill the rooms? I mean, why would I, what if you can't, what if you've got to pay all this money out and you can't fill the rooms? And then I sat back and I thought for a few minutes and I went, listen, people have lived in houses for hundreds of years. And just because Kevin McDonald decided to start renting some houses out, everyone's going to move into trees. No, they're going to continue to rent, live in houses. Provide good quality accommodation, a nice property, it will rent out. So, do the marketing to find tenants, provide good quality accommodation, you'll rent it out. Renting out a room and a rent to rinse, the very same thing as renting out a room and a house you own, it's still a room. The tenant doesn't know whether you own it or rent it. It's the same process to fill the thing. Rent the rooms out. You, your job is to focus on securing the deal. Shebs is saying, my current agent hasn't got any more deals for me and my credibility doesn't mean anything to other agents. How do I get more deals? So, um, Shebs, how many deals have you done with your current agent? And how do you know your credibility doesn't mean anything to them? Um, why would you say that? And because you, you've done, if you've done deals, you've got credibility. You can use it to get more deals. Speak to more agents. I've got a very simple process. I speak to all the agents. Though some of them say yes and some of them say no. Have a watch, right, online, my 24-hour no money down challenge, which turned into 12 hours because you couldn't do deals during the night. But watch the 24-hour no money down challenge, okay, and look at the amount of estate agents that said no to me. So this is my very simple process. I'm Irish. I'm simple, right? Apologies to the Irish listening that aren't simple. Again, but simple process. I ring an agent. They say they're interested in working with me or they say they're not. If they are, brilliant, we build a relationship, we look for deals. If they say they're not, brilliant, I don't build a relationship, I don't look to speak to them about deals, but I do still target their deals. Every single house with that agent that comes available for rent, I will target directly. Why? Because this is business. You need to be a business owner. Estate agents are targeting each other. That agent said they did not want to work with me. That means that that does not mean that I am not going to try and get their houses on my books. I'm going to target them houses direct to landlord. And that's why we do estate agents and direct to landlord. Okay. So all those Irish are simple. Exactly. Chris deal is a deal. So go around the agent. If the agent won't work with you, what type of survey or insurance do you tend to use for your buy to lets? Um, if you're buying with a mortgage, the survey would be what, would you go to the lender and the lender will instruct a valuer to do a valuation on the property. 
Now, that will not be a structural valuation. That will just be a valuation. If you want a structural valuation, you're going to pay about a thousand pounds for it. I don't tend to do that simply because I bought enough houses in the streets that I know what they're typically like. Um, you could get a structural valuation. You're probably almost because the value that the banks send, by the way, people might not realize this. All they're doing is having a look around the house and going, yes, based on that purchase price, I think your money is safe, Mr. Bank. They're not telling you if there's structural issues, if there's any subsidence, damp. Any, they might mention damp, but not how bad it is. They're not looking at the detail. So a structural survey will look at the detail, Samantha. However, you're going to pay about a grand for it. Here's what I would do instead. Get a good builder. Just get a builder to come in. The builder will immediately be able to tell you all the things, pretty much most things a structural surveyor would tell you. And it'll save you a grand. Um, but if you're at the beginning and you're worried, you could spend it. But imagine if you're buying 50 houses and you spent a thousand pound on every structural survey. That's 50 grand. Insurance wise, you're getting buy to let property insurance if you're doing buy to lets. So you just go to a buy to let property insurance. Uh, provider. There is loads of them out there. You can RentGuard are a big insurance provider. Most of my policies are with RentGuard. However, I do go through a broker to get them. There's different brokers out there. You can use Insurance Desk. That's one of the brokers that I've used. And um, there's different ones out there. But you're looking for buy to let insurance. So you've got your you've got the right cover on that property. And you need to have the right cover for the type of tenant. So your insurance provider will ask you what type of tenant have you got in the house. So if you've got um, a working professional or if you've got an unemployed person, you need to declare it to the insurance provider. Because if you've got insurance for working professionals and then you've got a DSS tenant and there is a universal credit tenant and something goes wrong, like any insurance company, they will try anything to get away from paying you what you're owed for the insurance. And they'll say, well, you told us you had a professional tenant in there. If it was a professional tenant, they wouldn't have burnt the house down. But you put a, a universal credit tenant in there and they burnt the house down. So we're not paying you. So make sure your insurance, not who the provider is. It's more important that your insurance policy matches the tenant type and the use for that property. So if you're renting it as a HMO, you need HMO insurance. If you're renting it as an SA, you need SA insurance. And if you're renting it as a single let, you need single let insurance. But if it's single let professional tenant or single let universal credit tenant, you need the right type of insurance. Same if it's a HMO. If you've got professionals in your HMO or universal credit type people in your HMO, you need the right type of insurance to match the tenant type. I realized this the hard way, Kevin. My builder is fab and has actually picked up more than the surveyor. Absolutely. The surveyors pay you a thousand pounds and when they go around a thousand, sometimes more, they go to the property, the one in, the one out as quick as possible. They just want their money. And don't, I, okay, the surveys, listen, you do a great job. I'm kidding, right? You do a great job, but builders, no, builders pick stuff up. And I'm going to get a bunch of surveyors who are going to come onto this now going, well, a builder wouldn't pick this up and a builder wouldn't pick this up and the builder won't give you a report like we do. It's the principle of the thing, guys. I get you do a great job. I love surveyors. Send them my love to all the surveyors who are going to beat me up about this. I love you guys. And I'm sorry if I've cost you any money. But I also agree with Louise. Builders are cool too. Sorry, surveyors. Eric, which aspects of the day-to-day -day property maintenance would you normally have to pay for as a rent-to-rent -rent HMO op operator? So, Eric, this is what we do. Is it Eric? I think it's Eric with a Y. Um... We cover all of the cosmetic repairs. So um, painting, decorating, anything that the tenant has damaged. The landlord is responsible for all of the structural stuff. So windows, doors, boiler, roof, um, structure, 
um, the anything that's structural, even the fence on the property, so the fence around the house is structural because that's going to wear and tear. Anything outside of normal wear and tear is the landlord's responsibility. We cover normal wear and tear, right? That normal wear and tear is landlord. We cover anything above normal wear and tear. So cosmetic stuff where the tenant, our tenant has caused a problem to the property. Outside of that, normal wear and tear. We're talking about guaranteed rent as well. And me being a renter-renter, not only have I given three deals to one of my students, Ashley, but what I've also done is I've given deals, single let deals on guaranteed rent to a local housing association. So a housing charity framework, they, they take on properties and they put people into the property. They are giving me over, over market rent, guaranteed, right? Over market rent, guaranteed on four different single let properties where they take care of all of the maintenance and they give the house back to me in as good or better condition than I gave it to them in. So this is the no money down rent to rent guy giving away four single lets and three HMOs, right? In the, since in the, in 2020 to other people who are doing guaranteed rent while I'm still taking on houses from other people on guaranteed rent. Why? Because I'm happy with the margin. It's about the margin that you can make on the houses. There's focus on the profit, focus on the money. Where's the money, right? Cash flow. You have got to focus on cash flow. You cannot spend equity. Where's the cash flow? How can I make money today? What money can I make today? A bird in the hand is better than two in the bush. As they used to say years ago, get the cash flow in your pocket today. I've been Kevin McDonald. I hope you enjoyed this evening. I found it absolutely awesome. Speak soon. I'm out of here.